Peace and blessings. Welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com, the 30 for 30 for independent artists and independent music, meaning that we invest not only in the artists, we invest in their stories and we highlight their playlists on our platform. We are more than music. We introduce you to your future favorite artists today. And today we go to Orlando, Florida. While you're on this journey with us to Orlando, Florida, we want you to subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that. And if you follow us on the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Make sure you follow us for this great content. Because today we talk to a special artist, an artist that believes that being yourself is the best way to show the world you exist and that you have something of value to say. We talked to Tragic City Baby today and salute the lady entertainment. But without further ado, I don't want to talk too much. I just want to show you the greatness that Heritage Hip Hop has to bring. So not only when you follow us do you get great content, but you get to meet these incredible people that make hip hop culture great and shows you why hip hop culture is running the world right now. So without further ado, Tragic City Baby. And I'll be back with the rest of my commentary after the interview is finished. Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast where we introduce you to your future favorite artists today, meaning we are the 30 for 30 for independent music and independent artists, which means we get to connect you to the story of the artist, not just their beats and rhymes. We invest in artists, not just playlists. And today, our investment takes us to a place where not only the music is real, but the vibes are real too. Because sometimes you dance, sometimes you nod your head, but when you feel the music, not only do you connect, but you elevate to a new level. Let's check your elevation here at the door because right now you're about to learn something. Introduce yourself to the people, please. If you don't know, man, y'all should know by now, it's Tragic City, baby. I'm All here, right. you know what I'm saying? I just want to say thank you for having me on the show, man. It's a pleasure. You know what I'm saying? I'm rocking with you. I'm rocking with Heritage Hip Hop, man. Y'all know the vibes. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you very much. Now, usually on interview shows, they ask you the same questions over and over. I don't know if you've seen Heritage Hip Hop. We don't do that. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. And one thing I wanted to get out the way is this. Music is the elevation of the spirit through experience. What experiences mm -hmm. made you a musician? And why do you share that with the world? What experience made me a musician, honestly, I was I was brought behind the scenes of another artist who goes by the name of Big Bang Reads. And I never really wanted to do none of this music shit to this type of extent. Like I was honestly a bystander to a friend who I supported, who was heavily in the music, who was traveling, doing shows in Atlanta. And I was just more so part of his entourage. And I got to really see what his what that lifestyle would look like of being an artist, getting out the mud, getting booked for shows, not even having a team. You know what I'm saying? You just got a couple of your homeboys just trying to make moving parts, just trying to put it all together. And honestly, that's that inspired me to be like, you know what, this is what I want to do. I got it in me. You know what I mean? I already had the talent. I just needed that, that push, that drive. I needed to see with my own eyes of what this lifestyle really was because obviously it's more than just hopping in the studio recording you know what i mean that's what the world wants to portray to make it that's what that's what everybody sees that makes them want to rap but that wasn't the case for me because i knew 
to be where I wanted to be or where I still want to be, like I knew it was deeper than that. So to meet an artist who was dedicated and he just got to show me that lifestyle, like that's just all I needed, bro. I just needed that push to know that this is what I want to do so I can provide, you know what I'm saying, my music and hopefully have that same influence on somebody else's experience who's trying to be an artist, you know what I mean? Yeah, art is subjective because people say this is art but really, really is, is therapy. And that right. we we really find in hip-hop, being that hip-hop was born out of pain, that a lot of people make music to get over pain or to deal with self-concept, you know what I'm saying? What has music taught you about yourself as you came from behind the scenes to become an artist in front of the scenes? What has music taught me about myself? Honestly, this is a part that I'm actually still learning is patience. Patience, patience, patience. I think that's something that like, I feel like that's that one advice, a cliche advice that you can't say to another artist. You know, be patient. Your time's going to come. Your time, like, that's the hardest part. I'm going to be real with you. That's the hardest part because, because that's when reality hits. At the end of the day, we all have a dream. We all have a dream, but there's also reality. You know what I'm saying? But I think, doing this music shit really taught me that I need patience. I need more patience. You know what I mean? Another thing that I want to say that this taught me about, about myself is that I can't do it by myself. At least for the vision that I have, that's just so big. I need multiple moving parts. I need a team. You know what I mean? So this, this industry really taught me like, yo, Teamwork make the dream work. No cliche shit, but teamwork makes the dream work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I promise you, none of this stuff can come to life without a team. You need multiple moving parts. Like, tell y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, them, them just a few things that I feel like this music journey has taught me. You know what I'm saying? About just myself. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying? I could spring that among other cats. You know what I mean? But definitely to my top two for sure, bro. I respect that because part of our journey in life and understanding who we are is knowing where we come from. You're from Orlando, Florida, correct? Yeah, born and raised, 23 years. Now, most people think of Orlando, they think of Disney, you know what I'm saying? They think about <laughs> Mouse, Legoland, the mall, shout out to the mall out there, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But there's another side of Orlando, you know, some of the some of the, some of the best weed weed at the carnival you could ever have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, that, or that or that or that cook up and roti that's down there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. And 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 it's part of that 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 feel of the other side of life that hip hop has always brought to the forefront. Tell me about your life in that on Orlando and what Orlando feeds you as you create music that represents that territory. Honestly, it's the diversity. Like you were saying yourself, you can go down the street, get some roti. I stay, I stay by BBL. I can go down the street, get some authentic Puerto Rican food. You know what I'm saying? It is like, it's, it's, it's diversity. We have culture. Like real, real culture that some niggas still can't even understand the tap in yet. Like I'm black and Asian, but I got culture. You know what I'm saying? Like it's deeper than just a saying, like this shit is in my blood. Like I gravitate to other people's cultures in Orlando. Like people who really, really be out here, they know that. You can go in this corner, you got your Jamaicans, you got your Haitian Gizzles over here on the west side. You know what I'm saying? We have that. So I use that to my benefit of my sounds. 
that's why most people listen to my music. I can do different things. I can go into an R&B lane. I got some dance hall records that are currently out. I got more records that are more so on the pop side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can do that, but I learned to use my environment of different cultures, not to shame it or knock nobody else, but not, like, just to add it on. Everything. Orlando's like a big pot of gumbo. You know what I'm saying? It's slow, crock yes, it pot is. cooking gumbo. You know what I'm saying? But I just... I sat down a lot though. I sat down and, and watched a lot and listened to a lot. You know what I'm saying? The different reggae songs, a bunch of shit, going out to a different festival where it's just different cultures and stuff like that. So I, I really want to say like, that is the missing piece that the world seems to like overlook when they hear Orlando, Florida. Yeah, I mean, Orlando wasn't popping to a lot of people until the magic got there. Cause everybody only thought it was theme parks. Right. <laughs> but, but when the basketball culture came there, I think that was like the 90s, people really started to see that Orlando has a lot of pockets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even when it comes to the rhythm of Orlando, shout out to Orlando, Florida, before we go even forward, because we respect our culture everywhere it is. That's what I knew about Orlando was Compton. The, the West Indians was killing it in, in, in Orlando. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, t- shout out I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. The copper and all that stuff is going bananas out there, right? No, you're not lying, bro. Not lying. I mean, when when you when you get that, when you talk about culture, you get the depth of not only knowledge but of instrumentation, slang, food, dances. Not only to mention, you have a historic history of America in Orlando with hatred or racism or even togetherness of fighting back against a society that hates you. Orlando is a, is a story that most people need to catch up to. What is the most important aspect of Orlando that you carry on you with pride when you travel to show people where you're from? A part of Orlando that's pride, like what I take pride in, honestly, like, I really grew up in Meadowoods if I'm being honest, and that's a, a, a part of Orlando that's shadowed, more so unheard of. It's one of those things, if you know, you know, but not too many people know. And for that particular reason, I take pride in that. Like, everywhere I go, I represent, yo, I'm, I'm a female artist from Meadowoods, Florida. I try to put that on the map because, yo, there's, there's, there's other artists on this corner. Don't get it twisted. But who's going to claim it? Who's going to represent it all the way to the fullest? You know what I'm saying? A lot of these cats, they, they in Orlando, they make it out, flee to another state, flee to another city, and you won't hear them rep Orlando, won't hear them rep Florida. Some people are ashamed of that. You know what I'm saying? And me, particularly, I'm not from the hood, and I'm okay with that. I don't have to rap about gangbanging shit. I'm going to rap. <laughs> I'm going to rap the suburbs. I'm going to rap for the artists in the suburbs who want to pop their shit, but are too afraid to pop their shit because they feel like, oh, rap culture, I don't gangbang. I don't know. Fuck that. Like, I'm going to show y'all how to be authentic, even though you're not from that West side on that side of time, but still how to rep your shit. So you, you feel me? To answer your question, like, what do I take pride in? I take pride in medicine. I take pride in the fact that nobody else want to take pride in it. That's dope. <laughs> That's you know what I mean? at, at the end of the day, like when when I when keyword when my shit pop off and I'm claiming my shit, other young cats who are watching this today, they're gonna they're gonna be like, oh shit, like I could rep this too. I could, yeah, let's all once we come all together, it's a rap. It's dangerous. So if I gotta be that leader, everybody else gonna follow. 
Remember, she said when, not if. Right. We're talking, we're talking to Tragic City Baby right now on Heritage Hip Hop. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, notification bell. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, make sure you hit the um, hit five stars because this is classic interviews right now with a classic artist. I'm going to take it to the next level in this interview. I want to ask you something. When I listen to your music, I hear a lot of vibes and a lot of catchy instrumentation. What do you think is the most important instrument that you use in your music? Honestly, you you got me right there. Catchy. This is the new generation. This is the young generation. I'm part of this. And right now, what works, people like catchy shit. People like shit that they can remember that's going to trend for the TikToks. You know what I'm saying? For the Instagram reels. Like, this is just the generation that we live in. And I pay attention to what the people want. Yes, I cater. You know, it's about my feelings. It's my emotion. It's my therapy. But at the end of the day, this is a business. I pay attention to what the people like. More, more so the young generation. Because the youth, we, you feel me? The youth going around the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the next generation to come, the sound's going to evolve some more. Like, everything's going to change. But as of right now, like, they control that shit. So... Honestly, yeah, right there, that catchiness, like, that's more so my style. That's more so my taste. I know what the people like. I know, you know what I'm saying, what the club's going to like, what's going to trend on, on the internet. And yeah. <laughs> what if I told you that's not what's going to make you win? How would you take that? I, I can respect that. I could agree to disagree, too. Okay. Would you like to hear my assumption? Of course. I think the most important instrument in your song is your voice because what other people rap to make bars, you're filling in the spaces with your harmonizing and your auto tune. So you're catching the wave and getting people a chance to catch up and feel the beat and your voice. How do you feel about that? You talking about me specifically? I'm talking about you specifically. Oh, I agree with you. Like I, I, I have been told that my vocals are more so as, as of an instrument. And that's still kind of to this day, kind of taking me a while to understand, just I think for the simple fact that every day I get in the booth, literally right here, <laughs> when I hop in the booth, I'm still elevating and exploring what my vocals can do. Different falsettos, different low tones, different, you know what I mean? Like I'm still exploring with my voice. So I can absolutely see, um, see what you mean by there. But, um, to me, that's kind of like a no-brainer because <laughs> to me, I guess maybe that's why I get twisted because what sounds sonically amusing to the ears, which in this case is my vocals, I just have to focus on the catchy part because I'm like, okay, I know my voice smooth, but like, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm going to ride on some melodic shit, like, you know what I'm saying? But what's going to make them sing it type shit? I think that's really what be going through my mind, but. No, no doubt. Like, I, what you talk, you talk some real shit. I heard, I've heard that show. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of your music to get ready for this interview. Because if you look, if you pay attention to Heritage Hip Hop, we listen to the music. We just don't ask questions. That's what everybody out there just yeah. does uh, interviews. Pilates. Talk about <laughs> your money doing Pilates, right? Yeah. But the thing about that song is, it's the way your voice is catching the hook that brings the verse in that makes that song win. Mm. 
You have songs that I actually like too. That's really like I, I could I could mess with you on these songs. I might have to put you on the Heritage Hip Hop playlist coming out. Maybe twelve, hey. maybe thirteen. We gonna be going. We gonna work some of this music. Definitely. But you had two songs besides Pilates that really stood out to me, and I want to talk that? to you about those three songs. So let's go in order. Tell me about Pilates and where do you want people to catch up to the song. Is it in the hook, or do you want them to listen to what you said while you vibe with them? Um, honestly, I feel like, well, I want to say based on like, maybe like performances, I guess that's how I'll kind of get my feedback on Pilates. Um, I'll base upon that is based on some, some performances, like the hook does get people. It does. And there's a particular part somewhere in the verse where it just has like this nasty drop. Or it's just something I finesse when I when I when I'm live, like that record just laughs different. At least to me, because I'm not gonna lie, Pilates is not my my most favorite. But I think I'm saying that because Pilates is the first song I ever recorded, like ever. Think I lost you there, boss man. Talk talk about that. I want to hear more about the first song you recorded and how that experience bridged you over to the next level uh i guess yeah technically that was the start of it all but looking back now like i'm saying obviously because i progressed so far i'm not a huge fan of pilates but at the time even when i released it like it just fucking went nuts like that's the song that i won't say put the official buzz in my name i won't say that but it was a it was a it was a tick bro i swear to you <laughs> it was a tick and I don't know. I couldn't really understand it. I think just because it's a hype club type of party song, but I went in the studio. Like I said, not really understanding. It was only my first, second time in the studio for real, in our actual professional studio. And I just went in there and had fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just went in there and had fun and try to make like my, my intentions was a club banger. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Um, but yeah, like there's a part in the uh, definitely I peeped that the hook gets people, but I, I really think it's the verse too. I really think it's the verse. I thought you was just popping shit and having a good time. Yeah, I mean I was more so to speak, like <laughs> to sum it up. One of my favorite songs from you was Kobe. See that wow. song right there. I, I was that's like, one of mine. Yeah, yeah, Kobe. I was listening to and I was like, okay, she she kind of wanted to hit on a target on this one. Are you a big basketball fan? My family is. So I grew up around it. No, I cannot play. I'm terrible. <laughs> well, I will say I play a hell, hell of a lot of 2K. So, you know what I'm saying? I do be on the sticks. I do be on the 2K. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I won't say I'm a huge fanatic of basketball, but, like, it's around me. It's been around me since a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I said, I played video games, man. But yeah, so to speak, in a sense. Between Kobe and your song Harden, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, maybe she uses basketball references because there's part of her style that represents something that she likes within the competition of basketball. Is that just around, just something I see, or is it not that? Nah, hard? yeah, no, nah, it's not necessarily that. That I like, I try to force. You know what I'm saying? Like the revelation with the group of the ball. Nah. But um, at least maybe like that's not my intentions in the studio, but technically, like metaphorically speaking, it's kind of the same thing. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm on the bench. How my analogy, an underground artist when I made that song, Kobe. It's like I'm on the bench all fucking year long. I've been working my ass off. Why is nobody seeing it? Why is it going unnoticed? Like I feel like, you know what I mean? At that time when I made that song, I'm saying like I feel like I deserve the respect that I felt like I deserved at that time. You know what I mean? And I was just in my feelings talking my shit that day. You know what I'm saying? And it was the same thing for Harden as well. Like, I was like, all right, I'm still grinding. I'm ready to eat. Like, <laughs> let's go. But that goes back to the patience thing that we were talking about earlier. You know what I'm saying? So, Is it patience definitely. or is it understanding, though? What do you mean? I think those songs are, could be... I think those songs are bigger than what they are shown. Because if you use the song for what it's for, you realize you're not just making music, you're making statements. So why don't you put your song to a statement? Why don't we do that? What do you think? Let's do it. All right, so this is for your team. If your team is around you, look, you have a song that's, that actually goes real nice with a vibe. Hook up with them AAU kids and put that song out with the AAU kids and put their highlights <laughs> to your music. Your, song, your songs are good because they, they, they're catchy. And one thing about the different territories of the country, different songs hit because of the, the weather, the makeup of the people, and the background. With Kobe and Harden, you in there doing this while you're listening to the song, right? Now imagine hitting that crossover with the crowd going bananas <laughs> on that hook. Your song, your song, your song is nice. I, I gotta give you credit because a lot of people here, independent artists, and they be like, all right, that's what's up. And we judge them by industry standards, not knowing that we have to grow with you to appreciate you and to see how dope you can or are. Right. And that's a, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 the part that the rest of the world struggles to think think like, you know what I mean? As a viewer, as a listener, you know what I mean? I think you, you have a very different mentality than most when it comes to these independent artists working, they also have to release and how, like I said, it's how the listeners absorb it. Not everybody absorbs that like you do, you know what I'm saying? It'd be hard. It is, it is. We're talking to Tragic City Baby right now on Heritage Hip Hop. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, comment, and share because, listen, this is something that we really want y'all to pay attention to because Heritage Hip Hop is not about just listening to music and going, eh. If they want to talk to us, we believe in dropping jewels and giving the artists what they need to succeed because music is a baby. And while most people just make babies every year and just throw them out to the world, we want people right. to nurture their art and their craft. So I want to ask you, Tragic City Baby, what is the difference between an art and a craft, in your opinion? The difference between art and a craft? I feel like art is something that you do freely. No boundaries, no rules, nothing. It's just free. Free roll, you know what I mean? It's free roll, free roam, free mode, however you want to say. I feel like craft... Is something that's more technical, has a lot more technique. I feel like craft could be something that's different to each his own. You know what I'm saying? How I might create some, how I might go about creating my record, it's gonna be totally different than most of these cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like craft, like I said, is one more technique to your style is being more involved to contribute to that art, which is your free mode. Does that make sense? 
That makes a lot of sense because okay, that's how, that's how I that's what it means to me. Like I mean, like I said, in your opinion, because if we look up the definition of arts and craft, people take craft for art, and that's not what it is. Your art is the outcome of your expression. Your craft is the work that you do to make your expression be seen. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? And I see by a lot of your crafting. The art that you're making is not only feel good music, but it's introspective music as well. Because you're also making something where people kind of really check themselves to see are they really in that mood to have a good time? Because some people out here are miserable. Mm -hmm. How has someone showed you that listening to your music has changed their life or put them in a better mood? I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Between... So like we said, evolving, going through that the the revolution for of Tragic City Baby. Um, starting off with Pilates, performing it the way that I did, and watching the live crowds literally jump up and down, and make a mosh pit. I don't even make mosh pit music. I'm not into mosh pits, but they fucking made a mosh pit for Pilates for whatever reason. I'm like, all right, cool. So seeing that, that you know what I mean? I, I'm like, yo, I didn't get on the mic until yeah, open the mosh pit. Like they just formed to that. They gravitated to that. So. I can understand what type of mood that type of record will do to somebody. Um, and then when you take something more like Kobe, I have I had a, I had another artist come and tell me like, hey, like when I'm when I'm just stuck or I'm in my feelings and I need something conscious to listen to, like this calms me down. This type of record calms him down. You know what I mean? So when you got a record like Kobe, that's just more I want to say more serious. I would say sort of so to speak, a lot more serious. Um. And then I want to fast forward to some unreleased music that I currently have in the vault that will be released on my upcoming project, Flow by 2.0. I have this record called 23. And I'm not gonna lie, it's, <laughs> it's, it's in the same category as Kobe, it's in the same category as Harden. This one's called 23, as you, you, you can assume who it's about. <laughs> But um, I made this record on my 23rd birthday and I had my engineer and I also had my homeboy in the room in the, in the studio with me that day. And when I tell you my homeboy broke down and cried when he heard that record. I've never had a record, you know what I'm saying? That made somebody else cry. You know what I'm saying? I make records that are deep to me can make myself cry, but like somebody else, like I think that's when I started to realize, like, damn, like, this shit is real. Like, the emotions that I feel, whatever I put on and project onto records, other people can hear the feeling. It's hard. It's, it sounds crazy to say, but people can hear your feelings. Like, that day, us and the artists, when we're in the booth and we're expressing things the way that we're expressing it, months, weeks, years later, when the viewers listening, they can hear that emotion, like, you know what I mean? And when he broke down and cried, I didn't. I was. I, I was shocked. I didn't know what to say because I was like, "Damn, like you too." Like, damn, that's how I felt too. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But y'all can expect that on the Flow God 2.0 album coming up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's called 23. It's actually the first song off the project. But yeah, I'm super excited. Flow God mixtape volume one is out right now, and I actually have yes. my. I actually have my copy. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the I'm way, she, she didn't send me the music, y'all. I bought my copy. Thank you. Whoa. So, um, so um, I'm going to ask you something about that because you have some songs on there that really 
really kind of hit a, a mark. Tell me about Rude and where you were going with that song. Another club vibe, ass shaking record. Bitches in Orlando love to shake their ass. You know what I'm saying? Like it worked. <laughs> Bitches loved it. You know what I'm saying? That song was really for the ladies. Yeah, honestly, it's for the ladies. See, that's a question I want to ask you because females in hip hop have been largely underappreciated from oh, the beginning of, of hip hop. I and think it'll always be like that. I don't think that's something that would have changed. No. It is changing, and I'm going to tell you why so? it is. I know so. I know it is. Because as much as people hate Nicki Minaj, she was the changing of the power structure of hip-hop in, on, with, with women. Yeah, there, she was. There, there are people better than her. There are people who have more legendary roots than her. But she is the mark where it changed. And Nicki deserves to be in the Hall of Fame of hip-hop, period. You know what I'm saying? And... One thing I will say about her that makes Nicki Minaj so dope is that when she started flipping styles to the point where she was the best verse on songs with men, people oh, yeah. really had to check their lyrics at the door. And if it wasn't for her, no matter what you feel about her, I don't care. If it wasn't for her, a lot of the marketability of female MCs would not be where it is. Shout out to Cardi B for taking it even to the next level. You see what right. I'm saying? But, in, but in, in the Western Hemisphere, which is called the United States of America, the voice of the woman has not been celebrated more than the past 13 years. So now that women are becoming more prominent in the music, in the business, in the fashion, not just ass shaking, there's an right. opportunity to take hip hop to the next level that it was stagnated in for years. What do you think is the role of the woman plays in today's hip hop and taking it to an even further level in your opinion? You said, what do I think the women's what? What do you think the woman's role can be in taking hip hop to its next level today? What do I think that role can be? Yep. How you think about it, just remember, everybody, this is a woman that we're talking to who not only is elevating the game by putting her voice out, but she's getting fans and making movement. So that's why I ask. I just feel like... I just feel like, well, obviously, I feel like as a female, we have to do more. So I feel like in order for someone to take it to the next level, they're going to look for somebody who's doing more than music. In my, in my opinion, like it, it can't stop at music. Like you, music can only take you so far, in my opinion. This music, like, yeah, like actual words, song streamers can only take you so far. I feel like in order for the next woman, you know, to take this shit out of control is by pulling a Kanye, opening up their own, you know what I'm saying? Clothing line that's gonna go crazy. Getting plays in movies, commercials, shit. I don't know, like things like that. Like, I, I just feel like, I guess more mobile is what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like the world, you know what I mean? They want somebody that's more mobile. Like, you feel me? A, a girl that they can compare to like a Jay-Z, that they can compare to a Kanye, that they can come, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, I, if that's what you're talking about, that's what I would say. I hope for you, you get to touch that level, but you don't go that route. Let me tell you what I mean. We have enough people who have clothing lines. Everybody ain't gonna buy a damn shirt. You know what I'm saying? We have enough people 
who um entertain, but as a mogul, running your own label, running your own business, making jobs for the community and inspire people to be that. I pray that for you because you know what hip hop is? Hip hop is the story of inner city pain coming from the people who the world forgot, not knowing that they are the salt of the earth and they give the world its flavor. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And I want you not only to make music, but I want you to grow. I want you to live and I want you to appreciate the people's lives that you change as they dance. See, most people be like, yeah, I'm hot. I'm going to tell you a lot of things. A lot of rappers dick ride themselves. And that's how they get corny. But for you, I would love to hear and see you grow because when you make your music, I could tell you're not doing it just because you can, but you put your heart into it. So I'll pray and put that jewel in the conversation because I want to inspire you to know your best is not in what you say or what you do. It's how you make people feel and what you express. And I thank you for making music. Thank you for giving the world your talent. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. But what makes the best music from Tragic City Baby? Is it her pain or is it her joy? I feel like good content wise, pain. To make my life easier, joy. It's easier to be happy and make joyful music. Is it really? Is it really? I think I think so. Okay. I think it's easier for somebody like going from like from from Pilates. There's no powerful meaning in the message. You know what I mean? There's no, it's just we're having fun. It can be easy to have fun. Like it can be easy to loosen up and have fun. You know, we're so opening up and talking about certain things. Me personally, I'm more of a guarded person. You know what I'm saying? I will okay. talk. I won't, I won't talk to somebody, but I'll talk to my records. I'll talk to y'all. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, so that's like, what we talked about. That's the therapy of music, yes. So so for me, like, it can be, I want to say, like, yeah, it makes the job easier to get in there. He ha ha one, two, three, ABC, and, and talk about something that's just funny, that's good vibes. But to talk about some real ass shit, some shit that, you know what I'm saying, you might not talk about most people, I feel like it's harder. But I feel like the content of it, it's what's gonna last longer and what's gonna soak more. How old are you? I just turned 23. Congratulations. I forgot you said that now. What's the name? Okay. Are you the kid cutty influence generation? Um, nah, I don't not nah. Kid Cudi, no. Who's I don't I don't listen to Kid Cudi at all. What, what's your what's your what's your go-to influence? I'm gonna give you like my top five. Usher Raymond, Leo. Um, a lot of Tory Lanez, a lot of Chris Brown, a lot of Gunna, Playboy Cardi. Yeah, those are those are my main influences. Notice half more than half the not people I listen, they all melodically, they're all melodic. Like I don't have exactly any hardcore rappers in my life. That's not that's just not me. Ever since before I could even talk, my mom's always just bumping Usher Raymond. That's just, I don't know. It's just, a, <laughs> it's a soul thing. That's just, that's the type of thing that I'm into. That's just what I've always been around. Melodies, 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 melodies. I like how you said that because that's going to bring me to some other songs that you have. 
point blank issue number one with my tragic city baby melody is putting your emotions to a vibe so that people can catch and hear it that's why we talked about therapy that's why we talked about instrumentation that's why we talked about pain and joy most melody comes from god though and in the music industry and music business people tend to shut god out to make you vibe off of a substance i'm not going to ask you about getting high i don't really care but what is the biggest or best high you ever gotten from expressing yourself through your melody what is the best high i've gotten through expressing myself Oh, honestly, probably from a lot of my new unreleased music that y'all haven't heard, um, cause like, well, even some of this that y'all y'all probably get to hear on the on the new upcoming project, but I honestly want to say like that record that that made me cry, like the melody, I don't know. I, I think I think my 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 round release record 23 was probably like the most high I've been. And I wasn't even like under the influence, <laughs> like literally when I made the record. So like, but no matter like how shitty I felt walking in the studio that day to lay out that record, like I just remember that feeling when I walked out was relief, like, oh my God shit off my chest finally type of shit so i think that's the best high it's when you can generally walk out your session and be like i finally got that shit off my chest a weight been lifted off my shoulders and at the end of the day it's still a great fucking record like i think that's the best high for me it always, i'm sorry it, it always comes down to the music but being a two-time award-winning artist i mean that I gotta have- be a high too tell me about those awards and what they what you want them for um so those awards were um from Fusion. They throw this every year. Like it's like one of the biggest events of the night where everybody in the city gets their flowers, who the city votes, nominates, and thinks well, um, is, you know, well uh, worthy of these awards. So yeah, that that was a high moment for me, but like uh, those type of moments don't last forever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, winning uh like it was great, I love it, but I just kind of brushed it off, I feel like, just for the simple fact that I don't get comfortable. I don't like to feel comfortable. There's fucking 500 other artists in the city who want the same spot that I got, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it was a high moment for just that, like just a moment, if that makes sense. Don't take those moments for granted. You know why? You know why though? Why? Because when somebody gives you that, not only did you earn it, but it gives them joy to give that to you. I run a, I run an award show with Heritage Hip Hop as well. You know, and I tell people all the time, when they go say, yeah, I had an album out. Like, no, you didn't. You had an award winning album. Because when you, when, you, when, you, when you say it like that, it's like you appreciate the thing, but you don't hold the respect of, um, to, the, um, to, to, the, to the platform as well. And I, like I said, as, as, as you grow, that platform grows with you. So 
it may it may be a moment, but it's a big ass moment. You deserve that, and so do they. You see what Appreciate I'm saying? That. And yeah. I want to see I want to see you get more. Tell me about the song Mad. That's what I want to touch on. <laughs> I like Mad. You know what I'm saying? Mad got a little visual to it too. You know, you in the studio, you rocking and everything. Tell me about yeah, Mad. Yeah. Um, so Mad was a record that I dropped. Um, had this a uh, couple of couple of haters. You know what I'm saying? You know how it go. Uh, I guess that's how I know I'm doing something right. <laughs> but yeah, Matt was dedicated to, uh, to a couple of local haters, you know what I'm saying? And it's pretty self-explanatory, even in the artwork, like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas just walk I mean, out in the city and niggas just, oh, oh that's tragic. And I just be like, yeah, that's me. Like, what you gonna do? Type of shit, like. Uh, and that record actually ended up being bigger than what I thought. I mean, I, it won Song of the Year, so. It ended up being way bigger than what the fuck I thought, what I had even intended. Cause it was a, it was it was therapy session. I was mad. I was pissed off. I went in to talk some shit. I walked out the session. Oh, that feels great. I talk my shit. Yeah, and it's a dope record. If I ever think it would get song in the air, absolutely not. I wouldn't have believed you. But ain't that powerful? I just I didn't understand. I didn't realize how fucking relatable it was to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like. I was just like, damn, y'all feel this way too? Like, this happened to y'all too? Like, I didn't know. Like, I always felt like it was me. You know what I mean? That's but, why you know, I asked you that question. See, pay attention. If you love us about Heritage Hip Hop interviews, everything goes in a circle. Mm. But that's but that's why I asked you that question. <laughs> because, check it out. You said you make good music out of your joy, right? Yeah. Happiness is relative, but pain is universal. Right. So whenever you make music that could touch somebody's heart through their pain, you're connecting with the world, not just shit in the circle. And shout out to you for saying you don't have yes men in your circle. So you're bringing the real and you're bringing yes, those sir. people who feel pain to your circle. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast with Tragic City Baby. And I'm not done because I'm highlighting these songs that I heard that had me like vibing in my car. And, <laughs> and I had to go get them, which is available on all DSPs. But we do not believe in slavery on Heritage Hip Hop. Buy your music because if you stream it, you're renting your music and the artist doesn't get compensated. So do the right thing and make sure you take that dollar because some of y'all don't need that bottle of water because you ain't really thirsty or that snack. You're not really hungry. And some of y'all are trying to play scratch offs and you ain't going to win anyway. So instead of doing that, go buy the music and show the artist that you care because that music, that money that you're giving them for making the music is going to guarantee them more music to know that you're going to get the sounds that you invest in and that they, they have a following that's going to encourage them to make better music as they continue. That's life music, y'all, and experience. I want to ask you a couple more questions before we... Um, You agree, by the way? You agree with that? Give you some money? Hell yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Put some money in your pocket, man. Damn Come right. on, man. Y'all want more music? Shit costs, man. Bottom beats. <laughs> That's what's up. So I want to ask you a couple more questions before we fade off. This has been a quick interview. What you think? We're doing pretty good. No, nah, we vibing right now, man. <laughs> vibing. Tell me about Tragic City Baby and her aspirations to be on camera. You, you trying to be an actress? You, you trying to go that, go that route? Actually, I do and I don't. Here's why. I don't because I actually don't enjoy being in front of the cameras that much. I do because I bought my bag and I know it's good for the business. You know what I'm saying? 
And like like we were just saying earlier, you know what I'm saying? Being being everywhere, music can only take you so far. You got to branch out to other things eventually. Depending how far you want to go, though, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? If niggas just want to do music, that's what makes you happy, cool. You know what I'm saying? Me, on the other hand, I'm still on the if side about it. Like, um, do I want more and more of the limelight? Or my cool right here? Oh, no, about that bad calling. But but people be telling me that I should just because of my personality, that I have the personality to be in and damn near the fucking life that deserves to be documented. So people be telling me all the time that I need to. So I think that, you know what I'm saying, having that push that people have been giving me, like, yo, try to need it. You know what I'm saying? Even just like a couple skits, you know, um, a lot of local people be doing these skits out here and stuff like that, man. So thinking about tapping in for sure. And I think it'll definitely be a surprise for the people. You know what I'm saying? Even though people tell me to do it, they don't expect it from me still. You know what I mean? So shit, well, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. You got presence, though. I was watching Buy Me Something to Eat. You was on that episode, right? <laughs> and you talked about not being a New York spitter but if people want to run with you, with you, where you at, because you're in a place where people like to settle, paraphrase it, not word for word. You're, trying, you're, you're telling people that you go for yours and you represent, so you can come out down here if you want. You're going to have to see you. Musically, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing I enjoy about that is when you can own your presence on the microphone and you can own your presence visually, then basically you're establishing a movement not just a moment, mm. right? What is your dream in music? Is it to be a movement or is it to be something different or more? Honestly, I'd rather have, I'd rather have the movement. I think I want a movement that, that, uh, because I feel like when I have that movement, as long as I know I got that movement, longevity movement. My, you know what I'm saying? I want to point that out there, that longevity movement. I don't want a temporary movement. It's not what we're here for. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm gone, like this how this how you know you really got a movement for real. You can leave this herb and motherfuckers still stream your shit. That's buy. what I want. No, not stream. Buy. We want them to buy, buy your music. Buy. Like, buy. Still buying your merch. You know what I'm saying? Price still go up, still buying. You know what I mean? So that's what Travis City Baby wants. I heard a rapper say they don't want a movement, they want an era. That when you think about hip hop, you say the 80s, the 90s, Jay-Z. Right. <laughs> they want to be an era on that level. If there was something about Orlando that you bring to the game that will make people just, just, just want to be from Orlando, what is it? What's how again highlighted that everybody be like word? I want to be from Orlando. Like everybody want to be from Atlanta today. Um, like everybody want to be from Orlando. Sure, probably jacking the swag. You know what I'm saying? They're like an Orlando starter kit. You know what I'm saying? You either got dreadlocks in your hair, your dreadlocks kind of stick up. You know what I'm saying? Like we got different starter kicks. You know what I'm saying? Cold girls. You know what I'm saying? Everybody like the cold fronts and their mouth and shit like that. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, and then I think the sound, like, it would just be real south side, like, but a new general, like, this like this West Orlando, it's really West Orlando, but they really, if they sound really takes over all of Orlando, it's just this new wave, dirty south music. That's how I would describe it. 
talking about the Hot Boys, your Glock 9s, your Pooties. It's just got this new generation, Dirty South type of type of music that's been coming out of Orlando. And I feel like that would be another thing that cats would try to mimic to be like, yeah, I'm from Orlando, I'm from Orlando. Because you feel me, most rappers that are famous that blew up from here, they have that, they got that, just that real hood gritty sound, you know what I'm saying? So I think that would be like, <laughs> some niggas would try to copycat and mimic us. Oh yeah, I'm from Orlando, from Orlando. But see, Florida has a history that we really got to talk about because now we're going to get to the end of the episode and I got to put, we got to put something in there. We got to stir the pot a little bit. You ready? Let's get it. What's the difference between Orlando and Miami? Uh, I'm not really woke on Miami. I don't know what's the music more fast pace. I don't know. I never been past fucking Kissimmee, bro. I've been in Orlando all my life. So I don't even know. But, um, I don't know. If I could compare it, I think it's, isn't it close to like, well, like New Orleans bounce type of, like, ain't that, you know what I'm saying? Like a South Side type of sound. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm from Jersey, so I want to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, like, I don't know, bro. I don't know about no. this Orlando or Miami. How about this then? There's also been a theory that was introduced in the early 2000s about Florida. You said dirty south movement. Is Florida east coast or down south? Shit. I guess it really depends what part of Florida you talk about. You know what I'm saying? I feel like technically, I feel like where we at Orlando, you could claim east coast i feel like once he started you know what i'm saying heading down south then you can start claiming down south type shit for real but you know what i'm saying we still got you know, i still got some country motherfuckers out here you know what i'm saying so i think that's why i'm you know what I'm saying calling it the south side a lot of country motherfuckers out here where well, i mean jacksonville Orlando, Miami, and Panama City are two, uh, no, all different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those, those, are, those are different sides of the coin, and they're all in the same state. But see, other places and territories are like that, too. When you go to think about New York City, Brooklyn is not, Manhattan is not, Queens is not, you know, all the Harlem, they're all different. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Florida is very, very interesting. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all take y'all sports series, shout out to basketball, AAU, and football. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all go in down there. The game is different. But another thing I respect about Florida hip hop is that the women are very aggressive in getting their spot. Did you learn that as well with your style? Are you aggressively taking your spot, or are you making good music to catch vibes and have people come to you? What you mean, like aggressive to take my spot? Like, listen, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't, everybody I don't, thinks I don't, I don't come for people. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I won't be like, all right, who I'm gonna come for this week? Who next week? Who I'm with this? Like, I'm not, I'm not like, no, that. no, no, I don't mean like that. No, 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 no. Like, I'm gonna give you two artists, right? That I remember from Florida. I, I haven't really been up on Florida as much recently, but when you think of Florida, well, I think of Florida, I think of Trina, I think of Jackie O. You know what I'm saying? Those are the first two that come to my mind. You know what I'm saying? There's more, of course, but when you think about them, they are very aggressive rhyme style. 
I don't really hear a female from Florida that does the. What's the best way to put this? I'm out rap you type. They're more of the I'm out. I'm 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 a really bar you the hell up, but I'm gonna be a yeah. woman. I'm a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And the thing that makes you different from that is, number one, that's not your era because you're not from the 90s first. And two, when you look at today's music and how everybody wants to have a good time, people will always compare the female MC or the woman rapper to whoever's the sexiest thing out or who's being marketed the most. How do you find yourself apart from that or in that or how do you move around knowing that that's the gauge of how people judge female artists oh uh, i don't even pay attention to none of that shit that's that old shit it's the new generation shit yeah i just be um shit i don't know bro i just make i make feel good music man i'm not on that greedy aggressive like Orlando does have, you know what I'm saying, a spot for that, for, for females that do want to be in that, mind to that, no, not really. Um, just even because, like, even when you hear my, anybody who hear my music today, no, they're not, I'm not going bar for bar. Like, I'm not, like, I don't have, none of my music got, like, no hardcore punchlines. Like, you won't find that in my music, like, at all. Not in none of my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no punchlines, no, like, nothing, not that type of, not that type of vibe. Um, yeah, no, as far as the world looking for that type of female, yeah, no, it's not me. Well, it doesn't matter if you're looking for it because they got good music right here. Let's go out on a high note. Tell me about the song Designer hey. and how we're going to celebrate Designer or Heritage Hip Hop right now. What's up? Designer? Designer was a record about a female I was messing with that, like, high maintenance. No niggas can relate. I know every nigga, you know what I'm saying? I had a high maintenance bra before. And it's just like, damn, she just wanna she didn't wanna walk in the mall, spend this, spend that. She could do this all day, every day. Like, damn, I sure don't do nothing else. Like, shit, can we just go to can we just go get it go to Chile and get like a two for 20? Like, we gotta go in the Louis store and buy and ball out. Like, so yeah, that, that, that work is about a, having a, a girl who's high maintenance, you know what I'm saying? Her personality is amazing and everything. Like, damn, like. It costs the keeper, you know what I'm saying? They say it's cheaper to keep her. I don't think so, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but it's another feel-good record, definitely. Designer is another feel-good. Got more like an upscale, pop, more popular vibe to it, things like that. Well, yeah, it's one of my favorite records, for sure. I think the last question I want to go to with you is this. You make a lot of feel-good records, but you talk about some real shit, too. Yeah. How do you turn the real shit to feeling good so you can deal with the shit that you go through it's a good question how do i like finesse basically finesse <laughs> um honestly while well, i was listening to beats first and i kind of let my beats talk to me for for a fact i don't write i don't know how to write music everything that i create was off of the dome which makes it more raw, a lot more organic for me. I let the beat talk to me first. And then I'll discuss literally, honestly, I'll either, all my records that I recorded is I either went through the shit that same day or that same week. 
whatever it is that I'm talking about. So everything, all those feelings and emotions are super fresh, like relatively fresh to me creating and laying the record out. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to say just um, the fact that I keep it raw and organic and I don't write, I let the beat talk to me. So it just, that's that's my, that is my notepad. I got, I got an invisible notepad, you know what I'm saying? I, I work a little backwards. My, my brain works a little different, functions a little different, but it's not that hard for me to finesse. Like I said, once I know that beat talks to me, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be slow and dark. And, but most of the times it ends up being more up-tempo light records. But like you said, you, you catch the content, you genuinely listen and you know that's deeper shit, but most of my shit ends up being like that. I never really thought about that. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I never really thought about that. Well, I'll support you because at the end of the day, the people who make music are therapists and doctors of the inner city. Mm -hmm. People can make a song to inspire you to kill somebody, unfortunately, and some mm. people can make music that can inspire you to change your life and feel good about the situation that you're in. So if nobody ever told you, Dr. Tragic, you are the shit. And I want Thank you, me. and I want you to shine. So give everybody your social media, let them know how they can follow you and get some of this dope music. Hey man, y'all can follow me on all platforms. Tragic City Baby, one word. If you're on Twitter, if you're on TikTok, if you're on Facebook, Instagram. It's going to be Tragic City Baby, one word. If you don't have any platforms, even streaming platforms, you don't got Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, YouTube, none of that, it's okay. Just visit www.tragiccitybaby.com and you can keep up with me and all my latest content, more exclusive upcoming interviews, and most importantly, the catch up and join my email listing so y'all can get the first heads up when FlowGod 2.0 drops. Cause I'm going to have mine and y'all play it. If you don't got it, your playlist is corny. So hey. with that being said, we're going to finish. We're going to end this in uh, um, episode of Heritage Chip Out Podcast. Thank you for watching. This is one of the best interviews that we've done, right? Absolutely, bro. We on fire Heritage Chip Out. All right. And she thinks the interview's over. <laughs> now it's time <laughs> for the rapid fire questions where we ask of yes no questions something like that they're not yes no questions actually they talk about the depth of the artist's understanding of who they are their art their craft and where they're going to go in their future you ready to play this game let's get it here we go first question what song or album from another artist perfectly describes you what song that perfectly describes me um i want to say playboy cardi die lit Oh, that's that's what's up. Okay, next question. If there was a versus that could be done between two artists that perfectly embodies you, who would the two artists be that sum up who you are and your style? Of a verse, like a versus battle. Um, I would definitely say freaking Tory Lanez and T Pain. That's interesting. Why? Talk, explain that. Um. Well, first of all, like, T-Pain, like, let's get into this, but, like, some people, when I, now, when I say this, I mean this in a positive way, because there's some opinions out here in the, in, in the music industry who feel differently than what I'm about to say, but I feel like T-Pain fucked the game up when he came out with that auto-tune shit, and I mean that in a positive way. Like, that was a game changer to me, you know what I mean? Like, to me, that was just a fucking game changer, like, I fucking love auto-tune, and it's because of him. And 
obviously he's the goat for melodies and using that auto tune. And then you got Tory Lanez, who, yeah, he raps raps, but most of his shit is super melodic and he does a lot of melodies and has a lot of auto tune. I just, to me, I look at Tory Lanez is like a fucking evolved transformation, new generation of a T Pain, in my opinion. Like, like he he always has the best hooks. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, T Pain always has the best fucking hooks. So I just feel like I would love them. They they my two favorite. You know what I'm saying? I would like to see them go ahead and. Yo, shout out to you, because that's a dope answer. I, I didn't even expect it. Well, people don't even bring T-Pain up, but T-Pain actually is And I think that's the, fucked up. I think that's fucked up. Yeah, he's one of the, he, he's somebody who really, you're right, he changed the game. But Some niggas also, don't like it, though. Some niggas hate it, though. Some niggas hate that. They they all, he ruined T-Pain, ruined everything. Now everybody use auto-tune and that. Like, some, some niggas hate it. Well, look, let me, let, me, let me tell you something before we go to the next question. People say Nas messed up hip hop. Think about Why that. Why Because they said Illmatic is the first album that went big where people didn't have artists and a DJ. He had the super, just the first super producer album. So after that, everybody copied Nas and wanted super producer albums. Mm-hmm. So people That's say Nas crazy. messed up the game. Then you got people say Jay-Z messed up the game. Because Jay-Z had a 360 deal. So he released albums every year to get out his deal while people think, oh, we're supposed to release albums every year and y'all are not that good. Stop it. So, you know, they say that messed up the game. T-Pain did it so well that people made a song called Death of Auto-Tune. And he even said stop using it. But it was a game changer. So you know what? I, like I said, I salute you for that answer. That was dope. That's dope. That's next, next question. And this is a question that really talks more to you than to your music. When did you know you were authentic and not somebody who just did this? I knew, hmm, do I want to say around the time, a little bit before I made the record mad, I want to say. I want to say a few months before I made the record mad that I knew that I was authentic as hell because um, just when I, the reason why I even made that song is like, people be jacking my shit. <laughs> like, even still to this very week, I will do something, post something exclusive, nigga will watch my story, a few days later, nigga will do the same shit. He'll title his song the same shit as mine. <laughs> He'll shoot his music video, same exact concept as mine, whatever it is. Like, I knew for a fact that I was doing shit right, number one, when I did it first, and number two, when I made other niggas want to do exactly what the fuck I do. I think that's how I knew I was authentic. I didn't realize how authentic I was until I, other niggas wanted to do what I did. That's, that's really when it sunk in for me. <laughs> Yo, salute to you for being an inspiration, because even if they hate, you still made it happen. Eh. Yeah, that's how, and you know what I mean? That's how I got to look at it. I got to learn, flip it. I'm like, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm doing my job right. You know what I mean? You talked about the importance of a team earlier. Shout out your team. Shout out to Lady Entertainment. Shout out to Christopher Roberts from Pro 192 Studios. That's the home team right there. Shout out Talk To Me Nice Entertainment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to shout out to all of them. I couldn't do half this shit without them. 
lot of moving parts on the business aspect, on the promotion aspect, on the booking aspect of even getting us linked. Um, so yeah, shout out to the team, man. Appreciate y'all. When I come to Florida, I want to see you and your team and just tell you thank you for real. Because one thing nah, about music, you. oh, thank you. One, one thing about music that I think people take for granted, we listen to the songs, but we don't try to understand, relate, or appreciate the person who made the song. That's why I always want people to shout out their teams because nobody shouts out the engineer. Nobody Ooh. shouts out the producer. Nobody shouts out the people that really put the work together. So, Lady Entertainment, salute. And I'm going to say salute. that. All right. I got three more questions. You ready to go? Let's get it. What is it going to take for you to make your best album? What is it going to take for me? Honestly, I hate to say this, but more pain. More pain. Or not even necessarily pain, but like, even like when I was creating this project, like so many different trials and tribulations and different things that try to get in the way and different things that try to distract me and Looking back at it, I'm thankful for all of it. Like, I'm thankful for all the off-guard shit, you know what I mean? Because it just made me create more records about true emotions. Even though I didn't intend on that, I didn't plan on structuring these certain records. Everything happened naturally. Everything happened organically, but for a greater cause. And, you know, because you live and you learn, you know what I'm saying? So what's going to take it, like, what's going to take for me to have, like, my best, best album? Like, I want to say as long as I got the space from the rest of the world, can't hear the rest of the world, I'm tapped in somewhere, shit, maybe on a fucking island somewhere, spaced off on my Kanye shit recording, stuck in the booth, but still just living and learning and going through shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that just helps me evolve, not as a person, but even when that helps me or helps or affects me, whatever it is. As an artist, that shit just helps. You know what I'm saying? As long as we can channel it the way that I need to, like, I think that's all it's gonna take for me to make my best album. That mm -hmm. and a a big uh, a big media push. <laughs> Between that and a huge media push on some label shit. I, well, I will tell you this: embrace the embrace the journey, but don't sacrifice the journey for the goal. Because as long as you live, you will feel pain. So all you did, all you said to me was living life. And I, and I pray the most high gives you a long life with many right. blessings. So not only you can make your best album, but you can live your best life and inspire people by the book that will be written off of your life as well. Absolutely. So salute to you. Here's my, here's my middle throwaway question. How did you like being on Heritage Hip Hop? Or would you recommend us to anybody else looking to do interviews, mainstream or independent, et cetera? Yo, Heritage Hip Hop, real shit, they actually take the time and do their research. I've been on hundreds of fucking interviews. <laughs> hundreds of short interviews. Hundreds of unprepared, you know what I'm saying? Unorganized interviews. Y'all want somebody who's going to actually do their homework on you? Heritage Hip Hop is that, you know what I'm saying? They're going to actually tap in with their artists, which a lot of niggas don't care to. Because it's thousands, it's thousands of us, and it's only select a few of y'all, you know what I'm saying, in this podcast, these interviews, so we want to salute y'all, you know what I'm saying, I'll try to see baby want to salute y'all for, you know, taking the time out and doing this for me, you know what I'm saying, because it's a helping hand, man, it's a win-win, 
You know what I'm saying? So would I recommend it to any artist? Hell yeah, absolutely. Get on Heritage Hip Hop, go ahead, promote yourself. You know what I'm saying? They're going to promote you. They're going to look into it. They're going to pull your car. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, definitely will recommend. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, before we close out, make sure you support Tragic City Baby right now by following her on all social media. If you got to this far in the interview, make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, all that on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Anchor.fm, Spotify, YouTube, of, I said already, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, <laughs> every, everywhere you are, we're there. Heritage Hip Hop set the buffet table, so whatever social media you like to eat from, we are there. Join us on, our, on your journey, all right? And once again, it's a pleasure meeting you. I hope to have more interviews with you because I'm not bougie. You don't have to be America's top 100 billboard. As long as you have a project and you make something that I can vibe with you on, whether we do a personal interview or album review or whatever, we are, yeah, the door is yeah. always open to you, okay? Definitely, bro. I'll definitely be back in a couple of weeks. I got a project dropping for God 2.0, so we will be back to chop it up with that. You already know. There you go. So everybody out there, thank you for watching Heritage Hip Hop. Make sure you subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com, which is the source for everything Heritage Hip Hop, whether you're looking for interviews, podcasts, blogs, album reviews, whatever, we're there. Just make sure you join us. And we come to the final question, and this is the most important question of the first interview, because all my questions change because I don't ask the same <laughs> stuff. So my most important question for the first interview is this. 500 years from now, when they go to the Music Hall of Fame and they go see a banner that says Tragic City Baby, and then somebody goes, who the hell was Tragic City Baby? And they push that red button and your hologram pops off the wall and then they hear your music and see the legacy that you left behind with music. My most important question is this, 500 years from now, people are listening to your music. What is the legacy you left behind that made the world better because you created your music? What's the legacy that I left behind? Shit, a lot of relatable music for the world to, you know, go back and listen to. Uh, a lot of turn up music for the young kids to go ahead and listen to. I got, you know what I'm saying, some tunes that's going to make you want to shed some tears with some loved ones, you know what I mean? Um, But most importantly, paving the way for gay artists. Not just gay female artists, but for the LGBTQ community, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot more of us coming out. It's okay. We're in 2022. And hopefully it's going to be more of this, you know what I'm saying? Because even as a female artist and, you know, me being gay, we don't have that sex appeal, that Nicki Minaj, that Cardi B. So we got, I got to work 10 times as harder. My music really got to sell. I'm not selling my body. I'm not selling this shit. So that hard work, that authentic work has to be there. So I just want to be able to pave that wave 500 years from now that you know what i mean like letting gay people know whatever you is you know what i'm saying music is the outlet music is the answer i did it here's the proof you can do it too so with that being said ladies and gentlemen don't be ashamed to be who you are be yourself because when you live the truth and your truth no one can deny the truth because whether you believe in it or not the truth is what it is, which is the bar that's set that we compare our life to. If you look in the background, if you can see her on the screen, there's cloud movements on the wall. As the river of time continues to flow, only thing that moves is people's ideas, but the truth always remains. The truth is that wall. And no matter where you go, there's always a wall there. 
Life is a classroom without walls, but the wall of life is how you look at yourself and when you break through your walls to be your best, only you know for sure. So support Tragic City Baby, because not only did she break a wall, she's tearing down walls that are holding people back. With that being said, this is Karevin Heritage Hip Hop with Tragic City Baby, Orlando, Florida. Stand up, because I'll be down there soon. With that being said, we say peace, and we out. Talk to me nice. Yo. This interview was a delight because Tragic City Baby says some things in this interview that really stand out to me about being herself, who she wants to stand up for, how she's not going to conform to people's opinions to be someone that she's not. That's the basis of hip hop because people do not want to hear the inner city's cries. People do not want to identify with the inner city's pain. But when you shout, when you represent, and you're in truth, who can deny you? And we do not deny Tragic City Baby. So make sure you follow her, support her music, and just know that there are people out there that really love this culture to the point where they're giving their lives and their talent to it. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com for more. We have exclusive blogs, interviews, podcasts, playlists, meaning music, and some of the hottest t-shirts sweatshirts apparel that you can get in this hip-hop culture visit heritagehiphop.com for that and more follow us on youtube follow us on all social media platforms and dsps like spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podcast and anchor fm if you're following us give us a four-star review hit the like subscribe share button and grow with us as we set the table you have a buffet of what you like in hip-hop and all you have to do is just join us we represent god's culture if we're god's people and our heritage is hip-hop then god's heritage is hip-hop so we represent the most high music fashion politics education and more be sure not to miss this growing movement because as we grow we want to grow with you not against you with that being said thank you to everybody out there lady entertainment salute and as we leave i just want to say one more thing please stay safe honor god by living the truth not just your truth and be truthful to others around you for if you love your fellow man as you love yourself then no one can deny your landmark and the foundation that you put in this world and this culture. All right, with that being said, this is Karev Heritage Hip Hop saying peace, and we out.